Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jones of all ages, welcome to the main event of the evening. It's Talking Joe with Chief and Chris. Yo, yo! Yo, Joe! Ho, 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 hey, hey, hey. Chiefy is here in the loft, and you are here, not in my loft, you're in your new apartment. I'm in my loft apartment in Rhode Island, Portucket, to be precise, and it is amazing. My voice may sound a little echoey, and that will unfortunately be the case from now on, because our place is just really, like, vastly big um, in terms of, like, the height of the ceilings and everything, so... Until I get like a booth or something that I can set up, you're just gonna have to put up with my rather godlike voice coming yeah. through. Yeah, coming down from the heavens. Bit, a bit of hubris there. I probably shouldn't yeah. have said God, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> but good, anyway, good. Uh, yeah. Also, the drive was successful. Oh, How many uh, people slash cars slash deer did you hit? Inside Chris's mind. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. The day we got the truck was on the Wednesday, and it, we got it about three o'clock in the afternoon. This guy who we got it from just talked our ears off for ages. U-Haul, so we had to go to a U-Haul dealer, um, a kind of like a independent dealer. So they kind of in between places where the trucks get dropped off, and they can they're just like you know allowed to. I don't know. They're just dealers. So we went. We got the truck sorted out, and he just talked for ages. We didn't get back to the house. We, we're like. Um, like half a mile away from this place right it took us an hour to faff about talking about what he wanted to talk about eventually we got you know we're kind of like hey we've got to kind of you know sort the truck out mate so shut the up so we ended up um <laughs> getting back home uh opened the truck up and everything and started loading up and then we decided that well, we're probably not going to take this stuff so i had to unload the truck that we j- I just load like half like a quarter of it took loads of stuff back off it and then started kind of putting, you know, rejigging it a little bit to try and Tetris everything in there. Yep. We were there till midnight because it was just myself, uh, Kate, and uh, my in-laws. And, you know, they couldn't lift too much. Kate, um, you know, can't lift that much. So it was really most of the heavy lifting was down to muggins here. And it, I honestly, I was bushed Good job you're stacked. Night. Oh, no, good job I'm built like a brick house, eh? Yeah. So, um, or just a house so we go to in fact that was a cracking british colloquialism that i'm going to use at the end now so i'll explain all all will be explained at the end of this episode so we get it get it sorted go to bed we've already packed the bed and the mattress up so we had to sleep on the couch cushions on the floor uh no like a mattress on the floor a single mattress and then some dog beds i just piled together and we had like four hours of sleep it was not optimal we had to get up early get the dog sorted, pack the rest of the stuff up and just get out. We were on the road to Ohio and it took us maybe about eight hours with stops. Stayed with the the Dietrichs, Aaron and Sarah, and it was amazing. Um, they're, they're, well, Aaron's Roma Collectibles, uh, you might see that name pop up every now and again. They're a toy dealer. And they set us up um, at their place with the, us and the dogs uh, for the night. 
so it was really nice to hang out with friends we saw uh, Kenny, Elisa, their little beautiful child Oliver, and Marcy, Aaron's mom, who is amazing and has the most the coolest basement ever. She has a bar with arcade machines and a pool table. Anyway, that's irrelevant. In any case, big shout out to those guys for hooking us up. We then, from that point on, we then had to drive the next day to Hamburg, New York, which was about six hour drive, but it took us about seven and a half with stoppages and fuel ups and dog peas and all that kind of stuff so eventually we get there it started snowing like well actually it started snowing in ohio really badly like huge blizzards so that slowed us down about an hour uh in the morning we thought oh it's going to be awful um we stayed in this beautiful airbnb loft apartment and we were really jealous because we hadn't actually seen our, our place in providence yet we'd only seen a couple of pictures of it believe it or not um we knew the layout kate had done a lot of research on it but we hadn't actually been here in person to see it so we get to this loft apartment in hamburg and we're like oh this is beautiful i wish we lived here and when we got to providence we're like ah scratch that this is much better so (laughs) we it was one of those feelings where it's like oh thank god because could you imagine going to a place after you've been to somewhere else and just be like oh god i wish i lived here but in actual fact no this is amazing so it was more more immense effort and energy though for the next day of driving so hamburg new york to providence rhode island that was about eight hours and then i know it's just these huge chunks of driving are gross we get to the place we sign all the things we need to sign everything gets sorted i back the u-haul truck up and the loading bay was like eight feet high so the u so i had to jump i had to get stuff out of the u-haul truck about i don't know six feet away from the loading bay dock jump down off the thing and then put it on top of the loading bay and push it on nice. and then like parkour my way up to then put it on a on a cart and walk it through this was taking me forever because you can imagine the amount of stuff we had in a 15 foot bloody u-haul truck and a friend eric aranyu from boss fight studio he came over to help he you know he can only do so much as well so he he then enlisted the help of two amazing young guys jason and aj who do a lot of work for boss fight big shout out to those guys they literally saved my life because i was looking at the back of that truck thinking i'm not gonna be able to do all of this especially not you know in a couple of hours this is going to take me to like three in the morning and thankfully they helped out but moved got everything in and then kate and i have just over the last couple of days just been slowly organizing stuff and it's amazing so that that's that was my epic oh and one inside chris's mind um so literally the the dumbest in the universe i dropped the only box marked fragile by my wife uh, which broke a ton of stuff in there some stuff very sentimental to both of us so i felt like an absolute piece of all day long for that oh it was just the dumbest thing anyway that was me being an idiot what happened was it broke some glassware that was in the bottom of the of the box and shards of glass had slipped out of the box that i hadn't realized and later on in the day i came out of the of the room in no like no footwear on at all no shoe no socks nothing and stood on a, the biggest shard of glass and i will show you um, I'll show you a picture of it, I'll, but you can post it if you want on the Twitter feed yep. of, and how far it went into my foot. Ouch. Uh, the ball of my right kind of foot at the top went right in and I was like, oh, yep, felt that. Went to go and pull it out and it was like really resistant to coming out. So I'm like, oh, this is in there. So I really had to pull it to slide it out and it was like, oh, that's that's fun. 
put that to the side and kept it, so I've still got it. Nice. <laughs> like my in weapon. your foot? Oh no, exactly. out your foot. Yeah, yeah, I took it out of my foot now. Uh, it's in a glass display cabinet on its own. Um, and it's not really. I started bleeding everywhere, obviously. So I had to like wrap that up, wash it, put a Band-Aid on it, then wrap it in kitchen towel, put my sock back on and a shoe, and then just go, right, that's going to have to stay on until I, st- I heal. So um, that was a bit of a, a pain in the foot. Uh, and but now it healed that night. Like it, it just it went in deep. The cut is hideous. I tell you what that is. That's uh, ninja bullshit. Ninja bullshit. It's all the time. Pi Joe and ninja bullshit. It's not ninja. It's Wolverine, mate. It's right, already. Okay. It's all. It's already. It stopped bleeding now, and it's just this kind of nice clean slice and dice on my foot. So yeah, yep. brilliant, brilliant. But other than that, it went really well. Uh, the dogs are settling in now. They're with me at the moment. Uh, Kate's at Boss Fight Studios starting her new job as the office manager today. It's all kicking off and all very exciting and we're really, really happy. There we go. Sorry brilliant. that took so long. No, good, good, good. Please, you're in there. Settled in. I have been playing some flashback on the SNES. We don't have enough. We don't have enough time to talk about yours now, mate. We'll have to well, get I'm straight to the comics. Well, that's tough. That's tough. I'm just kidding. Um, so this so is a retro gaming thing, isn't it? It is retro gaming, which means I'm retro gaming. That's what I'm playing. So don't be shaming, because then you'll be failing. Nintendo Power, not in the shower. Sega for the ages. Ghouls and Ghost Rages. Atari Jaguar. How did it get that far? Sony Playstations gave me sensations And now I have to go and do some retro gaming I said retro gaming And I'm out yeah, some of that. That, Sorry there, put the, yeah, have, some of that. And, have some of that old school retro gaming the, jingle the actual, the actual reason why I'm playing this is because on the uh, other podcast that I co-host, The Outer Timers Never heard um, of it, never heard of it Ben was it. saying... <laughs> Um, let's do some retro gaming. And I said, all right, yeah, stealing in a segment from Talking Joe, are we? And he said, all right, well, how about playing... No, we were talking about the SNES. One of the, on the previous episode, uh, we were talking about the SNES, and he's, off the back of that, he said, yeah, we should do some retro gaming. So you I was flicking through on the outer timers, though. You kind of have to. That's, that's more, yeah. It's, yeah. It's more... It's more relevant to the outer timers than it is to this show, yeah. right? <laughs> we, were, we were flicking through... I was flicking, flicking through my box, and I saw... Oh, look, I've got Wee. a flashback cartridge here for the SNES. And he said, oh, I think I can get that as an emulator on the Switch. So we agreed, right, let's, let's do... Let's flashback, we'll, we'll play it, and we'll report back next week. And so I started playing it, and... Holy tortilla chips, that game is hard. And in the interests of trying to play it and complete it to be able to talk about it the following week, I thought, I'm not a young man anymore. You know, I haven't got uh, all the hours in the world to play this game as much yeah. as I want. I have an, a life outside this. I need to go against my type, which is putting every game on hard. I, I realise now that I am a grown adult and I'm, I'm not offended now by playing a game on an easy level setting anymore. So I whacked it down to easy. I got up on YouTube a, gu- a playthrough guide to basically just help, me out, help me out every to now cheat, and again. Yeah. To just cheat. Uh, to cheat, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I saw that the playthrough guide was 1 hour 35 to complete this game start to finish. So I thought, that's fine. You know, Easy. If I use that where I need it, if I can do this game in, say, 4 to 5 hours, yeah. you know, I'll be happy with that. I, I played for an hour, and f- in that hour, I had reached the four-minute mark of this playthrough video. 
So it was taking me 15 times longer than someone could actually complete this game in real time. I kept dying. And when you die, there's no health bar. When you die, you go back to the beginning of the level. Oh, that's gross. So I messaged Ben saying, I don't think I'm going to be able to play this flashback. And he goes, well, I've just bought it for 18 quid on the Switch. And I was like, all right, well, (laughs) enjoy. So he started playing it. And I was like, don't you find this hard? He goes, what are you talking about? I've got a rewind segment. Every time I die, I rewind 10 seconds and play it again. He says, I've died about 50 times, but I just keep rewinding. I was like, well, I don't have that luxury. So he's whizzing through it, enjoying it. And I'm thinking, can I, do I have the sustenance, the minerals to, to try it again? And I'm really struggling. So (sighs) when we are kids, when you're kids and you're playing retro games, you get your money's worth and there was no real complaints like this. It's only when you're a grown adult that you actually complain about these games being hard. Well, yeah, you're you're battling time. That's the problem, isn't it? It's like, I've got so much to do right now. Um, I want to just relax and play a game, but you you can't really do that. Like, it's... It's, yeah, not, not many games are chill, are they? Anyway, we're crossing over because I don't want to talk about Flashback anymore, but if you want to hear some more views about Flashback in a, in a week's time, go and check out the Out of Timers pod where you'll hear the end of this story, but you're, you're not getting it here because I'm oh, done I talking see. about that game. I see. It's just a plug to get your other <laughs> podcast no, no. done. This disgusts me. I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm really hungry. It's actually a really good show, by the way, guys. Check it out. Right, thank yeah. you. I'm really hungry. Oh, have you got a snack? Snack. Snack, snack, attacker. Snack. Snack, snack, attacker. Chief and Chris, like on Solo and Chewbacca. I'm travelling through hyperspace to get some snacks. Snack, 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 snack. Snack, snack, attacker. Before we went live, I heard you munching on snacks. Yeah, I basically, um, I'm going to get dive straight into this because I'm starving. I don't know Do why. It. It's like, it's like, it's only eleven in the morning. I shouldn't be hungry now, but pretzel crisps from the snack factory, original deli style, very cool pretzel little mini pretzels basically but i've also got a pretty standard issue hang on my dog's shaking um i've got a pretty standard uh, roasted red pepper hummus which again i've yep. had before i've had both these before i had them a few minutes before we recorded because you just <laughs> said i was chomping on it so in in it goes in my mouth chomp 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 yummy Good crunch on that oh yeah really nice and that roasted red pepper hummus is lovely stuff yeah that sounds good you're um, right mate I have got a uh, veggie jerky. All right, we'll do that after the show, yeah? F- now. Tomato and her- I'm going to take... Wait a minute. I'm going to take a photo now because I always forget to take photos. So as last week... Same. I did... I ate my missus's uh, Valentine's chocolate and I forgot to take a picture of it. So let me just take a picture of this. Oh, yeah. This I wondered is- where that was. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Because you had, you had uh, sent me in good time as well, I think, the picture yeah. of the thing that you had eaten before the, you even started the, the, the podcast. The biscuits. Literally rinsed the entire packet. I'm, I'm going to pic- send packet. you this picture now. It's veggie jerky in the shape of a uh, football, an England, sorry, uh, not football, an England rugby shirt. Oh, that's amazing. It's quite that's cool, really isn't it? Cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's quite cool. Let's uh, crack it open. It is a small vegan bag. Vegan friendly. It's only vegan friendly. It's only 18 grams. And I'm going to show you what I'm going to send. Take another picture. I'm going to show you the Slim Pickens that you actually get inside this packet. Wasn't Slim um, Pickens a blues guitarist? Uh, yeah, possibly. Possibly. He is now. I'm not going to eat that little uh, bag of silicon. Is that silicon all you chips. get? Yeah, that's poor, isn't it? But so anyway. you, you've basically fit that on your hand with yeah. space to spare. Yeah. I'll put this picture up on the socials, but... um. Oh, wow. Yeah, good. Don't, don't eat that bag, by the way, unless you already have done. No. Yeah, you already have done. He's, nos- he's noshed it right so This is um, Supreme Protein King's Veggie Jerky Tomato and Herb Flavour. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. But 
you get an absolute measly amount there. 18 grams. Come on. Sort your life out. Sort your life out. Wait. I bought two packets, though. I bought two packets, though. Who's the winner here? Chief. Right. <laughs> they were 16 um, quid each. <laughs> uh, two for 150 in Lidl. Oh, lovely stuff. Yeah. They should have done like a change shirt as well, and you could yeah, have collected true. them both. True that, player. All right, we're talking about G.I. Joe comics now. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. Comic talk. Oh, comic talk. Larry Hammer writes them cheap and Chris discuss them. Whoa. So on the slate here is 164165, Real American Hero. Uh, these are from March and April 2011. Bloody hell. So they're, they're nearly nine years old, these already. To brick, and at the end of this, we will be ranking these because they will form uh, issue one sixty to one six five. And because we're a bunch of massive rankers, that's it. Uh, six issue arc, we'll be ranking these. And so, for those playing catch up or who haven't read the previous issues, let's find out where we are with uh, the real American hero catch up. After a drag down fist fight with Lady J, the Baroness was taken into GI Joe custody. Being kept in the same cell that Storm Shadow had escaped from, Mainframe and Psychout maintain a careful eye on the Cobra agent, believing she may be up to something. Meanwhile, Cobra has slowly been putting the pieces together and finally figured out the location of the Joe's pit, and Snake Eyes, infiltrating the depths of the Brainwave Scanner, has managed to find the back doors that finally put him face to face with Dr. Venom. Dun dun dun. Yeah, so it's all gonna shake down in these in these issues. Um, right, quick covers. So we, you know, I said briefly at the end of the last episode, there's a cracker here. One six four cover, the Rodwig and variant, Mindbender, looking maniacal. Yeah. With these uh, BATs uh, advancing in front of him. I love that kind of red hue. Who's the wash hue? kind of in the yeah in the, in the background? Good cover. The A ver the A version by Herb Trimpe is Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Kind of in mid-air, having a sword fight. Ninja bullshit. Ninja bullshit, yeah. Ninja bullshit, it's all the time, G.I. Joe and Ninja bullshit. Pencil version by Larry is the retailer incentive. I kind of like I... Snake Eyes in that shot, but Storm Shadow looks a little bit minimal, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. He looks anyway. like it's all leggy and not much upper. Yeah, his head looks really smooth and weird. Yeah, and I think like the, rod, the rod covers the best there for me. Yep, agreed. Um, Next. Moving on to 165, you, the, the A cover is Herb Trimpe again off, off, off of the Larry Harmer Retail Incentive pencils. Very Marvel reminiscent this one, isn't it? Yep. Captain Armbuster. Armbruster. Ar that's what I said, Captain Armbruster. That's uh, Ace's name, yeah. Okay, yeah, of course Brad J. Armbruster. Very good, very good. And he is in a Dogfight with a Rattler on that cover, and the yep. B cover is headshots of Dr. Venom and Billy. Yeah, it's like kind of a really sexy novella. Or it's like one of those movie posters when they just all have heads yeah. floating around. Yeah. yeah. I like I like the Trimpe one there. I quite like that one. I do. It's really fun. Um yeah, really enjoy that one. Like I said, very reminiscent of the old Marvel covers. I also like the fact that the ground is like inverted. So it, initially when I looked at it. It looks like Ace is the, you know, he's kind of on the level plane. But then, as you as you kind of look, look around the the issue, you see in the top right hand corner like the ground and the and the fields. Yeah. So they're kind of like in this kind of amazing like, I don't know. It just really spins it round for you. It's really cool visually. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. So this, like we said, this kind of concludes the Snake Eyes being brainwashed, the 
Billy being uh, supplanted by Dr. Venom and also uh, the pit being invaded by some of the Cobra forces and also the Baroness being captured. So there's a lot actually yeah, lots going on, yeah. wrapped up and lots going on in these two issues and paced really well. Art is fantastic. A lot to like going on here. Yeah, really, really cool. And obviously it's all, you know, there's, there's a lot of low-level rumbling going on. Obviously Snake Eyes is just you know, caught Dr. Venom. He's, he's with Dr. Venom in the brainwave scanner in like kind of their avatar state, their computers, their kind of fake state, should we say. Yeah. And um, Billy is trying to change the avatar to himself or he's trying to like, you know, uh, confuse Snake Eyes or, you know, kind of stop him from doing what he's trying to do, which is obviously uh, prevent Dr. Venom from living effectively in, in the brainwave scanner. And so Mindbender comes in and he's like, what's going on, Billy? And Billy's like, switching the lights off and all this kind of jazz so it's kind of all very in the mind frame of you know him trying to uh, defeat dr venom but we don't know what goes on after that point just yet we switch over to the pit yes and, and the, the i do need to say here that larry has made a mistake with the script in that first panel where he says uh he's a ninja is not a satisfactory explanation what he meant to put is it's ninja bullshit ninja bullshit it's all the time, G.I. Joe and Ninja Bull. <laughs> I've had to use that jingle three times in this episode so far. People are going to yeah. be so angry with me. <laughs> anyway, well, yes. Tough. Ninja Bull. And then we get some human bull when Baroness uses one of the, the kind of bars on her chest sigil to um, basically communicate, you know, where she is in the base, which is really cool, actually. Like, they're trying to work... What I like about this whole scene is how Psych Out, who is effectively trying to work out what her motivations are, that's his job, is struggling to work out what is it that's missing. We've, I just noticed this is missing. What's it about? What's she trying to do? Et cetera, et cetera. And what we... we actually given a really nice heads up as to where that piece of the sigil is... But we don't know what where it is yet in the yeah. issue. But we do get a little Easter egg as to where it is on like the second page of this particular part of the story, which I think is brilliant. And I only noticed it when I went back to read it for you know for the, right this moment, which is brilliant. So anyway, yes, you've got Psycap, Mainframe, Duke, and Stalker all in there chatting. And this is this is very much a case of. In the previous issues, we saw the Baroness creating, having a bit of a paddy and creating a scene in the cell, but they never really explained. At the time, it was kind of left open. Yeah. And now you're kind of seeing, you know, it's almost like explaining, you know, why she was doing that. Because I was under the, I was thinking, wait a minute, what's she going mental for here? Oh, it's just going to be unexplained and doesn't really make any sense. But now, of course, it does make sense. Well, I felt like it was a diversionary tactic because it just kept coming up, didn't it? Yeah, they kept mentioning it, and they kept saying, "What's she? What's her motivation? What's she doing?" Just kill her. That, that'll sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Geneva Convention can be f***ed on this one. There's a bit I really love here, where in Broca Beach, yes, Cobra Commander is being carried around on a kind of cart thing with a bicycle, like almost like a tuk tuk. What are they called? Um, They've got a name for them, haven't they? We we went on one in London for for lols. Is it not tuk tuk, or is that? That's in Thailand, that, isn't that it? Is, I think that is a name for it. But yeah, you've got the Viper kind of pedalling and like the, the, the Televiper running by the side of him, yeah. like trying to go like, here you go, Cobra Commander. And he's Here's like, going on you're not winded already, are you, Televiper? And he's running by the side of this fucking bike. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm knackered, mate. Absolutely knackered. 
And yeah, he's obviously communicating with Dr. Mindbender, who's with the Televiper and a load of bats. They're they're the kind of tip of the spear for this attack on the pit, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. That's um, you know, they're the the initial forces they're going to send in. So is is the plan to kind of send in a not a scouting party, but almost like kind of a recon group rather than they haven't gone on mass, have they? No, I think sorry. Um, I don't know why me. Why do we do this? Well, Fucking I don't snack. do the crunchies. I don't do the crunchies during anymore. I've got to stop this. I just—it's just, it's just a, an addiction of. Um, anyway, what yeah. I think they're doing here is they're sending the bats in because obviously that's going to cause some damage. It's collateral they can deal with. Cobra aren't going to lose any troopers over it, even though it does cost Cobra Commander was it one point five bill or something each one? Yeah, yeah. Which is f-ing ridiculous. Where are they getting their money from? Benzene, 1.5 probably mil, still. Think, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Is it even mil? Then, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I think you're right. When he he did say like one point, and I, I think I read it as Bill and thought, hell, is that that's a lot of money? It's after they blow up, isn't it? That he says that. I he think. just says a piece. So he just says uh, one point five a piece or something like that. Um, yeah, my, mill, my, mill. My, my favorite, one of my favorite bits of dialogue here is where they're setting up the bats to go in. He says, uh, Mindbender says, set them on no prisoners and crank the run amok dial up to ten. I love the fact they've got a rock dial. Brilliant, I love that. So the Joes have basically <laughs> moved their, the, the kind uh, of surface base over. Zartan and the Dreadnoughts are actually where the base is with Destro, and the bats are running into this kind of like dummy area, which is where they moved the base from before. Why are they in that other area? Are they they got the tracker? They've got a GPS the tracker. Baroness. Yes, they know where it is because of that. And Mindbender has made a decision to move the bats to this base because he yes. thinks the GPS tracker's out, which is weird. Like, just, yeah. you know, and obviously it's, a visual, it's not. The base is a visual thing that he's obviously homing yeah. in on, effectively. Yeah, yeah. So he, he kind of tells the bats, because they're actually, they're actually uh, programmed to those GPS coordinates. So had he just left them, they would have done the damage that they needed to do. And because they change their parameters and they change the bats manually, they go in the other direction, which is uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously Destro turns up in his despoiler, which is so like f-ing over elaborate, and I love it. And then he gets it to kind of like hobgoblin around them while they uh, yeah. kind of kicks is, up some dust. What, what's his his interest in being here is purely Baroness based? Yes, we're assuming. Of course. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is really interesting. Now this this brought about a huge kind of reaction in the community when this particular character was spotted on the next page and it's sneak peek he just appears with with spirit looking out of his binoculars and everyone was like hang on sneak peek died very very hideously he in, was um, that was in the benzene oil fields and yeah. he ran at, who was it was it him and dusty yeah and dusty carried him he dusty dead carried man. him and he was dead he carried a dead man back yeah so what is funny about this is that we get sneak peek back and everyone's like he's he's alive again what the hell what's going on obviously larry made a mistake and does retcon this information later in the run so we will get to that when we get to that but i just thought that was really interesting to point out and obviously okay yeah great to have this particular character in the in doing his specialty which is like you know sneakily peeking peeking. (laughs) he's checking people out in the showers and uh, and then we see the baroness when we go back into the detention cell kind of um take off another part of her sigil and it's like a little communication device which is brilliant and so this is this is what she's done she's put one of the sigils somewhere else that's what she had to draw everyone into the cell and that's what that's what it turns out to be and then the other sigil that she removes she utilizes and then creates this uh, kind of distress signal i suppose but yeah 
really, really cool, I thought. Yeah, it's good stuff. And they find, like what you were saying, the first one, they actually find it on the back of Mainframe's helmet, don't they? Mainframe's helmet, and there it is. Like, again, like if you go back to the beginning of the issue, when we go to the pit the first time, have a look at the second page and at the back of Mainframe's helmet, and there it is, stuck on the back of his helmet. And again, you wouldn't... Is it well? I, I said the third page of the story of the of the pit. The second page of the of the the pit part of the story is what I was saying. Um, Not the. It's like the fourth. Oh yeah, page. I see it. I see it. Yeah, yeah. It's the fourth page of the story, but the yes. second of this particular part of the story. Yeah, yeah and there it, it is, stuck on the back of his helmet, which I thought is really cool because, like, again, like, I didn't see that until we went through it again just now, and I'm like, there it is. Yeah. But I thought that was really cool, and then Ace comes in. Yeah, Ace pops in, doesn't he, with the. Uh... Sky Striker, the Sky Striker, and, and Sneak Peek laser designates on the uh, on the bats, so he can drop two pretty banging bombos. Now, tell me why? Tell me why? I got some jerky in my mouth. Tell me why? Snake Eyes and Billy slash um, Venom are going after Storm Shadow because he's defected to the Joes, and right. they're they're after Storm Shadow for defecting to the Joes. Okay. Last we saw it, though. Hadn't Snake Eyes gone into Venom's mind, into Billy's mind in, I'm trying to go back to the last issue. The last bit we saw was Snake Eyes going into the brainwave scanner and he tracked down Venom. Yeah. Th- so that's we don't all... really ever really get the repercussions of what happened there, do we? No, this is, well, okay, this is what happens. All this goes on, Snake Eyes and Billy meet in the, you know, as in Snake Eyes and Dr. Venom meet in the mind kind of scenario. Go back to the first couple of pages. Dr. Venom switches the light out. And that's Billy bringing him out of the uh, the brainwave scanner. You can see it's disconnected him. Oh, right, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then Mindbender comes in and says, we intercepted some satellite imagery that indicates Storm Shadow may have left the suspected G.I. Joe facility in Utah. So it's oh, like... Oh, I get it. It's the, old case of, it's the old case of me having read the issue an hour ago and forgetting it already. Yes. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And me being confused as to why that was missed somehow. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Standard SOP, okay. standard operating yeah, standard procedure. procedure. Yeah, this is yeah. good. This is good. Yeah, I think I think the the listeners are up to date now with how <laughs> confusing we make things. No, how, how much of an idiot I am. That's what they're up to date with. Well, also me because it would have been easy for me to just say, well, because they're after Storm Shadow because they found him in the yada yada yeah, yada. No, it's anyway, fine. It's fine. so now yeah, they're, the Storm Shadow is luring them in as well. Like he yes. knows he's he's been caught and you know for a reason so that they can go after him. And the reason being, so he can apply the classic ninja bullshit. Ninja bullshit. It's all the time. G.I. Joe and ninja bullshit. Arashikagi mindset. Yeah, which we get a little bit towards the end of the issue, don't we? Yeah. There's yeah, a big, and- big fight, big fist fight uh, and slash sword fight. Really, really good action scenes here. He's drawn a lot of moving parts here, Galant. And, yeah. you know, it's... He's been sticking in backgrounds as well and lots of broken glass, so fair play and credit to putting in the putting in the man hours there. Um, I like there was one panel that confused me for a second because I thought they'd both jumped out of the helicopter. It's right. just Snake Eyes because that's his shadow, not another. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, that's weird, but yeah, it's really cool. And, and the issue, that issue kind of ends where you know Snake Eyes is now effectively de-brainwaved. Yes, back in sword in the in the sheath and back on the good side, and then. The end of this issue in terms of the Utah base stuff is Destro has flown his despoiler into the pit. Yeah, he got, he's he got that in fairly easily. Uh, Destro bull. Yeah, yep, Destro bull. Uh, and then flies out as well. Yep, Destro bull. Uh, and then everyone bugs out. Destro's bug out. Zartan was disguised as Baroness for a little while. 
That was to throw them off the scent so they could, so they could escape, yeah. Buzzer was thinking about coming on to him. Of course. But anyway, and then going into the next issue, it's kind of the well, tying up the loose ends. Also, Spirit has to jump on a, a bat that's about to explode, so we don't yep. know what happens to Spirit because it looks like he's blown up in that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this next one, nice little bit of tripwire at the beginning. Always like a bit of tripwire. Big time. He's changed his gear, though. Armani, Prada, Versace too. Joe's changed their outfits from black to blue. Duke and Hawk, look, but don't gawk. Changing their kit. Whoa, is that legit? Swapping camo jackets, headgear and boots. It's now neon colours and funky space suits. Sci-fi stalker and even roadblocks. While Bill, Flint and Muck gave me a shot. So go take a walk if clothes aren't your passion. Because it's comic book talk and lovely G.I. Joe fashion. Changed his gear and he's not really that much of a, a buffoon here. I, I would want a bit more buffoonery from him. Yeah, he needs to trip over, fall on his face yeah. and an explosive to go off on his mask like where he lands that yeah. that would be really hilarious and and <laughs> yeah <laughs> the main bulk of this issue is kind of split over two bits one being the rattler sky striker uh, aerial dogfight and yeah. the other being the snake eyes storm shadow dr venom confrontation and for me it, although I liked the issue, I liked the storylines, I don't necessarily think it worked as well having them go kind of two pages at a time. Yeah, like back it, and it, forth, I back felt, and forth, I back felt and it, forth. Yeah, yeah, the back and forth broke it up too much for me, especially the aerial dogfight stuff. We've seen it before where, you know, Larry's done three or four issues of, you know, primarily just aerial dogfighting, aerial action. And yes, it works really well. And here again, I feel we've kind of been robbed of yeah, a yeah of a really good aerial. Out. Yes, I agree a hundred percent with that with that statement. That's I think. not to say that what we get isn't good. Yeah, but it's just, just we want more of better. it. We want yeah. more of it. Is effectively what we're saying. That's a it's a good thing. It's not. A, I feel not, it. I f- yeah, I feel it takes a little bit of the tension out of it as well, where we yeah. cut to the, the different scenes. But um, I get what they're trying to do with it, though, and they're trying to kind of mirror the same, like you know, the the the, the amount of peril that's going on in each storyline, and then each one is mirroring the other in terms of where they're at with the peril, and then where it kind of uh, where it kind of subsides, as it were. But I'm, I I do uh, this attention to detail thing that Larry is really good at is the it's just, it's just a very small part of what happens in this story but i love the fact that tunnel rat comes out with tripwire because they're both explosive ordnance disposal yeah and i thought that was really really cool and what an opportunity to get lightfoot in the in the issue here as well and i just thought that would be amazing because they even say we need to get the robot drone out to sort this out yeah um because there's loads of unexploded ordnance around and i thought you know, that would have been a great opportunity for Lightfoot to come out with that robot drone to do doing the work. You know, I thought that would have been awesome. But as it was, and as as the story unfolds, there's no real time for for that because it's all like the Rattler's coming, it's going to blow us up and Ace has got to take it out. And then they go, the Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow going up the building to rescue Billy, who's hanging it, from the yeah. helicopter that's crashed. And it's there's loads of stuff is going on. And Storm Shadow is... Even though he knows it's not Billy, Billy gets a shot away, shoots him in the shoulder. This is Ninja Bullshit. Ninja Bullshit. It's all the time. G.I. Joe and Ninja Bullshit. Because imagine getting shot in the shoulder and doing all this. And as they're falling, he's like trying to apply the Arashikagi mindset while moving falling debris around them as they're falling. And he gets he tries to shoot him again and Snake Eyes comes out of nowhere and saves them both on a rope. 
and then they swing into the building. Meanwhile, Ace and Wild Weasel are having a go at each other. No, not Wild Weasel, is it? That was one of the questions I had. Why on the close-up has this Rattler pilot got two big scars on the right side of his face? And he's never name-checked as Wild Weasel in the issue, I don't think. I thought he was standard Rattler pilot because then that Rattler gets blown up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, but I mean, we don't know what happens to him either. I mean, it's just an explosion off camera. Yeah. So he could have... He could have easily ejected, yeah. but I no, I'll, I'll I'll go with you on that one. I just say Wild Weasel because he's in the Rattler and he looks. He's the that's the Wild Weasel design. But you're right. Yeah. If he's not name checking him, he's probably you're right. He's probably just a standard Rattler yeah. pilot. There, I'll go there with is what you later uh, where, where I, I default rat. to yours on that one. Well, where they where they're disposing of the bombs and stuff. There is there's a big close up of his head, and one of my questions was, is this a known pilot because of his facial scarring? But maybe that was just a uh, design not that choice. I remember because I know you know what uh, we don't really know much about Wild Weasel. Uh, he doesn't get much character development in the comics, does he? But that could be no. something that maybe Larry wanted to put in there to, like you say, differentiate from Wild Weasel, who we never really see. And do know. the Rattler pilots is do they wear? Is it the same outfit, or does Wild Weasel have a? No, kind of a... it's exactly the same. That's exactly what okay. Wild Weasel's design is: blue neckerchief thing. Same helmet, same gear. Well, no, it could, yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just, I was just interested to, the, and I think the only reason why I, or the two reasons why I thought maybe it's not him is that uh, Mindbender referred to him as Rattler Seven Charlie, and yeah. the fact that at the end the Rattler gets blown up, and I thought, oh, they're not going to kill Wild Weasel off panel. But then, like, no, I, said, I def- could have no, ejected. I totally agree with you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in line with you to say that. I said Wild Weasel because of what he looks like. He look, he's, he's Wild Weasel in design. That's yeah. all. That's the only reason I said the name out loud. You're right. It's probably more than likely a standard pilot, based on the fact that he's given a different call sign and it blows up and he's probably died so however yeah. more fool cobra for not sending wild weasel <laughs> yeah because they disposes of him easy <laughs> and uh oh i say easy that wasn't easy but um he is a really cool like top gun moment where he's like oh wait one plane survived that blast and it's the sky striker way to go ace and then uh we do get a little bit of tripwires kind of I don't know, kind of like jerky response time when Tunnel Rat taps him on the shoulder and he's like, "Youch!" and spins round. Yeah, yeah, quality. Kind of jumpy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> really nice colours, really nice art in this issue. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. And then we go back to Brocker Beach. So everything, you know, the Joes have kind of got out of everything fine. Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow return to Brocker Beach with Billy to strap him into the brainwave scanner and to sort this problem with Dr. Venom out once and for all. They get into the brain. They, you know, they zap him, whatever. And then they avatar the the fake doctor. Well, you know, the real Doctor Venom's mind. Shit. They get him, and they they kind of perform this almost like mind exorcism, don't they? And that's where we see an old character come in. Yes, exactly, exactly. Thoughts on this? Uh, poignant, dark, sad, and kind of depressing. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. Next, A whole gamut. But Quinn is what who we see and obviously yeah. Quinn was killed by Dr. Venom and it's like a he's come to take you you know into the He's like the ferryman uh, isn't he? He's like yes, the, yes. the ferryman. And you don't you don't really see his face either do you? like it's really really dark and kind of yeah kind of horrible and and yeah and then Dr. Venom's dragged off into the abyss and then they come back Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow come and get Billy and everything is back to normal again. Yay! Yeah, kind of ra- the, the the old Larry wrap up in one page issue. 
uh, massive wrap-up. No, this was this really really like this. This was good. I thought. Yeah, really American hero. I really, <laughs> I, I, I really really American hero it. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. really really American hero. Loved it. What what do you think overall then? So one sixty to one six five. This is let me. I'm just going back to issue one sixty to see where kind of what the start of this was. Oh yeah, 160 is a uh, Snake Eyes. It's, I think it was the last Augustin Padilla issue. Snake Eyes is trapped in the brainwave scanner. Mm. And then from then on, so it's pretty much all the Venom, Billy stuff, um, yeah. going to the pit, the pit I assault. Would, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a seven because it's always an uphill battle for me when the brainwave scanner is the main kind of protagonist and yep. I, you know, that that's always a fight and a battle with me for some reason. I don't, I don't know why I have such a problem with it, but I think it's just overuse is is what I have a problem with. But the story is fun. The plot's really good. The, the all of the the story that none of the stories that happen in all the different locations feel rushed to me. It all kind of it's it's like a nice balance because I also don't like to be in the same place for too long as well. If you're lingering in one place or you're lingering over one plot point, then that's where I start to lose it a little bit. And I thought it had a good balance with all those different things. The characterizations were really good of everyone. The art's gorgeous. And it was just a lot of fun. And I think I think a seven, a good solid seven for everything overall. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much echo exactly what you said. There's not really much downside here for me. I think I'm going to probably go maybe a low eight or a high seven maybe the former but uh i'll give I'll, you a high seven i'll mine. look i'll look at the every joe story ever spreadsheet which is sadly been neglected recently so i will update that and i'll look to see where this is going to slot in i punched but, it in the the other day did I'm you really, i'm yeah I'm, not only am i neglecting it i'm abusing it yeah yeah strong strong style um <laughs> japanese strong style uh so next week we're starting off a new storyline and That'll be 166167 for next week. Make sure you do your homework, or you don't have to if you don't want to. You can just, no, just, do just ramble on homework. like idiots. Do your f- homework, d- Yeah, do your homework. After we talked about Tom Tomics, after we've after we've <laughs> corked about Tomics, talked after about Comics. Corked about Tomics, yep, got it. Yeah, there's only one thing we do, and that is, I can't mess this one up, talk about toys. Chris talks about toys, ho, ho. Chris talks about G.I. Joe. He talks about all the things from the comic book and the animated show. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. Chris talks about toys. That's you. That is me. Okay, so obviously uh, the, uh, a character appears in this this run that should be dead, and that is Sneak Peek. So I thought, let's let's throw back Thursday on a Monday to... Sneak Peek, version 1, Advanced Recon for G.I. Joe. Uh, released in 1987 in the United States of America in his grey, red and lime green uniform with black bits on it as well. He was effectively the team's sneaky, dirty, peeping Tom <laughs> where he'd just like check people out getting dressed and in the showers and they thought, well, that's a good, you know, that's a good skill set. Let's apply that to the battlefield. And, of course, we in the United Kingdom did not get this version of Sneak Peek. Uh, we had to wait till 1991, and we got uh, what, I think is per- what I think is personally better, the Tiger, the Tiger Force version, the European exclusive Tiger Force Sneak Peek, which is bonkers as f***, and I will obviously enjoy sending these images to you. 
um, and also enjoy what the Seddons have to say about his deco. So he's got this kind of greeny-gray top, and where the padding on the original shirt is red, they've replaced that with orange and black tiger stripes, which is just Strong. glorious. Black gloves, and then he's got these. He's got this Tiger Force cod piece, which is just f-ing brilliant. Light sky blue trousers and grey knee-high boots. It is f-ing brilliant. So that sneak peek was that was the one I had as a kid, and um, was re- like wasn't even aware of this uh, the original version, other than the what they used him for in the Cobra Island Civil War. Uh, story that I got that holiday special. Yeah, yep. obviously sneak peek was in that in his uh, grey gear. So I must have been aware of it in some capacity, and possibly on like a leaflet, like a, an action figure leaflet that might have snuck into my existence as well in the uh, early late eighties, early nineties. So anyway, the really interesting thing about this figure is is not the design or that kind of stuff. It's actually the fact that the character name is Owen S. King. Right now, Owen King is the son. Uh, and also a famous author himself now, but of the famous horror author Stephen King. Okay, yeah. And legend has it that Hasbro named Sneak Peek after Owen, who at the same time was a huge G.I. Joe fan, because his dad had created the character Crystal Ball. That's how the legend goes, and I believe it has been, for the most part, confirmed, um, which I think is just so cool to have intertwined with you know with this character and so the u.s version owen king primary military specialty infantry secondary military specialty radio telecommunications birthplace bangor maine which isn't too far from where i'm living now which is interesting sneak peek is a legend in the ranger recon battalions they tell of one mission where his control unit got overrun in the ensuing confusion sneak peek was never recalled he stayed put observing enemy activity taking notes and sketching maps for two weeks until somebody remembered he was out there and sent him the signal to return. He is, of course, Ranger qualified and proficient with all NATO night vision devices. Patience, endurance and guts is what Sneak Peek has plenty of. He's got the patience to creep inch by inch into enemy territory, carefully bending back every branch and twig in his way and just as carefully replacing them. He's got the endurance to sit motionless in cramped cover for days on end, waiting for the bad guys to show up. And when they do, he's got the guts to stick around and watch. Sounds like a f***ing pervert to me. Um, But also, we got a completely different bit of information for our European version of Sneak Peek. Still Owen King, which is really cool. I'm glad they kept that name. Infantry Radio Telecommunications. Guess where he was born? I'll give you 37 guesses. <laughs> I'm not going to bother wasting any of them. High Wycombe, My Buckinghamshire. Laugh. Oh, okay. Would you have got that at any point, Jerry? No. Okay. They they basically give the same... Uh, it's the same information on the uh, on the card as well. But I just thought that was really, really cool. They obviously changed it to Tiger Force Recon Battalion. So... But I, I just, yeah, really cool figure. I lo- I thought he was really bonkers design. And what is quite funny is like his card art is cute as well. Like he's at this little chubby face, and the figure's quite a little kind of you know funny shape and everything. It's just he's just a very interesting figure. And obviously the modern version, good friend of mine Adam Riches did the card art for that one, and it's really really cool. Like the modern update of that uh, card art, which is just great. Uh, and one thing I should really mention is the amazing accessories he came with. A massive, like, 
periscope tower thing, which looks like a. It's like it just looks like one of those old school flashlights we used to have. The uh, not flashlights, you know, those kind of curved ones with like the the you could change the the discs inside to make it like red or blue or that kind of. Sh- do you remember those those torches that had like a little curve at the end? Yeah, I do. I do actually. I think I had real one. military ones. Yeah. Um, Outback has one as well as the figure on his on his leg. Uh, but you, you know, you get this kind of really cool, elaborate periscope, a walkie-talkie, binoculars, rifle, and a microphone that fits to his helmet. The I believe the one in the Tiger Force version we got, I think, had the same accessories, pretty much just different colours. And the you know he's he's this kind of like sneaky kind of you know, like, behind enemy lines, stealth kind of guy, and he's got this giant lime green periscope he's got to lug around with him, which I think is hilarious. But yeah, really, really cool, and absolutely love... Um, the. I, I kind of love this figure for so many different reasons, but one of them is definitely that f***ing Tiger Force deco. It's just nuts. Yeah, sweet. When did you... You got it at the time in 91, then? I got it in... Uh, yeah, I got the sneak peek for the Tiger Force one in 91 in the UK, yes. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, there'll be more toys next week because there's an endless supply. Definitely more toys than we can get episodes out of. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now that I'm educated, it's time to educate some people outside of the shores of the United Kingdom as we go to British colloquialisms, aka over egging the pudding. We got a pudding. We're gonna egg it. We got a pudding. We're gonna over egg it. We got a pudding. We got no criticisms. That means it's time for some British colloquialisms. I've already forgotten what I said at the beginning of the show. Yeah, you said something at the beginning of the show and you said we'll use that later. Yeah, completely forgotten what it was. Okay. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to listen to the edit, I'm going to make a note of it, and then I'm going to use it for the next episode. Perfect. So what is your actual one that you're going to use? This is one that my dad used to say all the time, and it's it's kind of twofold because it's going to it's going to he's open. A, the, he's a fountain of knowledge. Oh, I man, know he? he's a he's a fountain of colloquialisms. He's from Manchester, so they just and and he was in the RAF, so obviously he has all of the colloquialisms ever. But I would I will say that this one is kind of a twofold because it does bring up the age old debate of chips versus crisps in the UK and the US. Okay, yes, yes. So I'll, I'll say what the, the actual colloquialism is piss on my chips, which on my obviously chips. means yeah. if someone's pissed on your chips, then they've ruined they, something for yeah, you. Yeah, they've, they've upset so, you by doing something they should have done. They've upset you, they've spoiled something, they've ruined something. And, and they, obviously by on pissing chip, on some yeah. chips, it means that I was going to enjoy those chips, but now you've pissed on them, yeah, I'm going to enjoy them even more. No, <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it, exactly. That's a good so one, that's what, I like that That's one, piss yeah. on my chips. And then obviously that opens up this, this wondrous, uh, like, f***ing cultural rift between the US and the UK of the constant chips-crisps debate. Now obviously... Potato chips are what we call crisps, and chips are pretty much like thicker fries is effectively what they are. But we also sometimes call fries chips as well, like, you know, just colloquially. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the States and you, you say chips, you say chip, like chips there, and they just think you mean potato chips, crisps. And it's, it's still, to this day, a, a f***ing problem. Can we not work this out, United States and the United Kingdom? Can that not be one of the, I don't know, can that be on the agenda for the next Brexit meeting or something? I don't know. Yeah, should be. Should be. Top of the order. What about yours, mate? I'm taking, I had one lined up and I'm also going to save my one for next week because I spotted one in this issue and I'm going to use that instead. It's a scene from issue 162 and they're in the desert and Buzzer has said, but there's nothing here but sand and cacti. Blowtorch has said, 
what's a cack tie and it's been hyphenated and my one is going to be cack brilliant so uh i haven't yeah i haven't used this in years and years but it, i used to say oh that is that's a load of cack that dad my dad uses that one as well does he yeah and cack meaning yeah turd also it's um, torch not blowtorch just uh, oh is it did i say blowtorch yeah, yeah blowtorch yeah. is joe torch that's what i said torch joe. i said torch you said te- you said it you said it also <laughs> with another word in front of it um but yeah cack <laughs> is, is my one cack is brilliant i'm gonna and bring it, it back just, in i'm bringing it back does, it, it just really does describe shit, doesn't it almost like the word cack has that kind of like it even has the texture of shit, that word when you say it it's weird anyway. yeah yeah it does it's, it's very apt There'll be more more of those next week. More cack next week. More, more cack next week. Um, right now, though, we are we've got a question, and this time I remembered to ask the question. We ask you a question. Bum, bum. We ask you a question. Bum, ba, dum, this bum. is not the song. This Boo. is not the song. So Boo. I am making up a new one. Boo. Yeah. So we've asked you a question, um, and the question was, which GI Joe character that has an action figure? has featured minimally in the comic and you'd like to see more of them and uh, we had great responses across all the socials insta twitter facebook and in an effort to please everyone so to speak i'm going to read out all the names we suggested or n- not all everybody suggested. off at once we're gonna, gonna we're gonna i'm gonna read out all the suggestions we had and we will uh, immediately accept or dismiss if we think they have and the thing is i spoke to you this about this before we start recording now i didn't specify what uh, enough page time was so if a character had been in a six issue arc and that's pretty much all they've been in then is that considered not much page time or is that considered enough page time for them not to make the list i don't know we'll find out now <laughs> dial tone he's in it loads right off. dismissed Oh, by the way, I don't dislike Dial Tone. I love Dial Tone, but he's yeah. in the comic constantly. Yeah, yeah. So gone. Mercer and the Renegades. Agreed. They need more. Yeah. Way more. Do, were they even? Is Mercer even in the comics? Like briefly in a background kind of thing here and there. Yeah. I think. I'd like to yeah. see more Mercer and the Renegades. So that's good. That's you're fine. Mercer, with that. Red Dog, and Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fast Draw. Uh, oh, big time. He got like one. One like t- maybe two issues of the Marvel run in Cobra Civil War, and then the he had that one story in yeah. European Missions, didn't he? Yeah, I'm I'm neither here nor I don't care about him. So um, oh, no way, we need more of Fast. Okay, fine. Definitely. Yeah, if you, he makes the he, he qualifies, that's the main thing. Big time. Um, sci-fi had a couple of votes. Sci-fi, I would love to see more of, definitely. But he does. He's he's kind of like a constant background character, but never gets developed. Much like I suppose you could argue Dial Tone is that that way as well. Yeah. Shockwave had the most votes of anyone on the list. I agree. Um, he got some cool special mission stuff, but really, we need more Shockwave. We he need was more there in the Eco missions. Warriors stuff as well. Yeah, not the Eco, yeah, no in that issue. So he was yeah. do, he was getting the, the drug, wasn't he? drug elimination force. Yeah, I'm not particularly fussed about him, so I'm not bothered. But um, people I'd like him. To see, so I'd love enough. to see more urban stuff. Definitely. Uh, a couple of votes for Big Boa. Yeah, yeah. He's again like there's another one that's hardly been really utilized. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. I he was in um, the Cobra series. There was yeah, he a... was better in that Cobra IDW stuff. But in the Real American Hero, I don't know if I've seen him. I'm not. Don't really care about seeing him. But you know, that's fine. Lieutenant Falcon. Yeah, I think he. He had a he, couple of votes. He had a. He, he was in it a bit, but very peripherally. Yeah, I. I would agree. I'd like to see more of Lieutenant Falcon. Yep. Okay. Airborne. Airborne had the yeah. famous kind of not famous, but he, he kind of had that feature arc with. 
uh, Iron Knife and Snake Eyes Cabin and all that kind of stuff but yeah, didn't yeah. really do much else but yeah I'd, I'd like to see more Airborne I was a big fan again, of Airborne again he's one of those characters that is like he's the guy that's in the back of the C-130 all the time he's like you know letting the, he's the parachute checker effectively like he's he's that guy so there's not much you can really go into yep. um, you know but again I, I, I would agree I'd like to see more of him I'd like to see him utilised more in different situations yep. yes someone said I forget who it was uh, someone said they'd like to see Flash Grand Slam and Sci-Fi in a uh, in a you know multi-character story I'm going to disqualify cool. this because Flash was in quite a lot of those early issues well and also I mean if we're talking comics in general and not just a real American hero then you know we have seen that they've they've popped up here and there in this run that we're talking about now they've they've been in other kind of IDW stories and stuff but at the same time I, I agree Flash I would like to see more of and Grand Slam too Grand Slam doesn't get anything really no no Crazy Legs He's dead yeah, isn't he, in cool. Real American Hero. Yeah, he's dead in Real American Hero. That's that's obviously why he's not in it that much. Um, but I uh, yeah, I would like to see some more maybe kind of throwback missions okay. just to kind of yeah, yeah. Um Slice someone said Slice, Dice and Chaos. I've got no idea who Chaos is. Well there's um, a dreadnought chaos, but I don't yeah, that's actually a good point because you, 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 you are yeah, you asked for action figures, didn't you? So yes, I said, there's a, there's yeah, a which dreadnought- action figures have had minimal yeah. page time. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because that was created later on. But also, yes, there's. I think Chaos appears in one comic, and it's in the Collectors Club magazine. So that's that's me stretching my uh, my knowledge on Dreadnought Chaos. But yeah, I think I would love that too because it was a Collectors Club figure, effectively. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, Slice and dice. I personally am disqualifying that because they. I think they had they quite had a, a lot of issues during that. Um, we got uh, enough of them. The Andy Wildman stuff. So I'm not saying they shouldn't appear more, but I'm saying they're disqualified from not having enough page time. True. Um, I do like both of these, Target and Annihilators. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, we haven't seen that. I like those action figures, and I'm not a massive action figure man, but I like those action figures, and I'd like to see those guys in the comic, and I'm pretty sure we have not seen much page time for them. Just quickly, Targats are so specialised. They're like, they, they make leaps... They go up really high and then kind of they're dispersed to earth really quickly at any point on the globe because they, you know, because it's that speed reaction type type thing. Yeah. But they're really cool and I'd love to see them, yes. Yeah. Cover girl. She's in and out though. She's, yeah, she's, I she think, comes in, she does stuff and then she I goes out I think she's again. had enough regular appearances possibly for me to be discounted from this list. Yeah, Although I want to see more of her, definitely. Stuff. Yeah, I'd love to see more of her. Yeah, and she okay. was, start, they started to, ha- again, we'll get to that in the, in the issues later, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, Outback. That was a late oh, entry yeah. about an hour ago. No, I'd I'd love to see more Outback. He he had a little run. I in think Marvel. he's had enough to disqualify him. Okay, fair enough. But like you, I like I want to see more of him. Definitely, definitely. I'm not saying I don't like him. I want to see more, but I'm saying he's disqualified because yeah. he's had enough pages. He's time. had a good run. Uh, yeah. Right, let's move on. Scrap Iron. Um, yeah. Didn't really do much apart from the scene where he kills the soft master and candy. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think I'm trying to try. I'm trying to think about Scrap Iron and how much I've seen him, but yeah, not very often. Yeah, let's let's have more Scrap Iron, please. Yep, more Scrap Iron. Uh, hit and Run. I'd love to see more Hit and Run. He's he's another background character, much like Airborne and and Sci-Fi for me. Yep, Blowtorch. Yeah, again, specialized, so it makes it difficult. But I I would love to see more Blowtorch. Yeah, yeah, we've not we've not seen a great deal of him, so that's fine. Uh, Banzai and Gristle, no idea who they are. Banzai's Ninja Force, and I agree. We need to see Banzai, more Banzai. And Gristle is the uh, Headhunter's um, second-in-command guy from Headman. Okay, right. Uh, Psych Out. We see Psych Out all the time. He's, yep, he's in he's this qualified. issue. We're talking about him now. 
disqualified. Tunnel Rat. He's had loads uh, of pages. Like especially in that out. Civil War I disqualified. Ricondo. Tunnel Rat. Ricondo's in it all the time as well. Yep, gone. Well, uh, actually, he was in it earlier on a lot of the time. I would like to see him more in the new stuff, but he's had lots of... He had a couple of arcs. He's had tons of page time. I want to see more of him, though. Stinger Driver. Yeah. (laughs) We saw him the other week. We we name-checked him the other week. Because Uh, that's cool. That's his only appearance, I think. So, yeah, we want to see more of him. Freefall. No idea who that is. Yeah, Freefalls. He's kind of like Crazy Legs. He was like the... uh, the, Yeah, like the Crazy Legs replacement. Who who Crazy Legs was an airborne replacement, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Captain Gridiron. Not sure if that was a gag. No, Captain Gridiron. Oh well, I would like to see more of him, but he um, he's never had anything. He's he's been in like one yeah. panel, I think. Okay. Yeah. Firefly. Whoever Joker put that in, I'm going to find them anyway. See uh, you later. See you later. Chabang. Yeah. 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 Had, 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 Ninja Force. Had, had a few Ninja Force bits. Uh, torpedo. Much, Love torpedo. Yeah, but he's he's in the new comic a lot. So All right. Disqualified. Just, just relax, guys. You're getting uh, pe- You're getting Croc-ma- loads of pedo. Crocmaster. He's called Pedo in the co- in the cartoon once. Right. Um, Crocmaster, yes, he's had he's had like specific issues of him his, of his though. So Crocmaster's been in. He was in High Finance with Jinx. He was in a, a like a, a like a origin story in IDW. He's been in even Crocmaster Two was in the IDW like World War Three run because the original Crocmaster died. So. Spoiler alert. He, yeah, he's got the yeah, he's got uh yeah, that IDW Cobra run. Yeah, so he's I don't know. I'd, I yeah, okay. I'm going to say no in that he's disqualified from this particular thing, but I want to see more of him definitely. Yeah. Who else? Air Oh, Airborne, we've already got him up there. So Airborne another check for him. And the last one, I oh, know I've got a couple more, sorry. Footloose. Yeah. Uh he does he has he has had a lot. Oh, well, he's had he's a, had he's a had lot plenty. in action force. Yeah, and loads in Action Force. Right, so just, just, just chilly, chilly boots and read Action Force. Uh, Major Blood. Oh, f- off. He's been in loads. Big Ben. Yeah, lo- I want to see him more. He was in... They used him um, in the first couple of pages of the Revolution comic and then killed him immediately. Yep. Um, Ripcord. Kind of had a big arc with Candy. He had a big arc. So, um, And last of all, Scarface. Now, yeah, that would that would revolve around him being brought back to life, but also he was Maybe in thro- yeah. at least 10 issues, eight to 10 issues of those early ones, I think. Yeah, also... That's substantial page time to me. When did he get an action figure? I'm, I'm sure there is one, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay, I, I don't know, that's your ballpark, not mine. It is, and I've, for some reason I've failed you dramatically there. I Sorry. don't remember him having an action figure, guys. Please, please write in with your Scarface... Uh, information on that one because right. I do not remember getting. Well, a that Scarface. might be a question for next week. So stay tuned for a question for next week that might might revolve around characters from the comics that have never had an action figure. But um, if there's enough, but um, yeah, we could use that next week. But yeah, is let us know if Scarface has had a figure. You can oh, do sorry. that. I will. I will come in and say he has. There's a scarred Cobra officer in the modern range from 2008. So right. I, I take it back. Apologise. Yes, there is a Scarface. Uh, he's just not called Scarred Face. He's called Scarred Cobra Officer. But My he's fault. disqualified anyway because he's had loads of page time. Okay. You can find us in all the usual places. That's Talking Underscore Joe on Twitter, Talking Yo, Joe Comics on Instagram, Talking Joe Comics at gmail.com Talking Joe Comics at GI Joe Podcast on the Facebook. Uh, we will be here next week, all being well and good. And where can the people find you, sir? 
Providence, Rhode Island now. But um, <laughs> diagn- no, not Providence, Rhode Island. Portucket, Rhode Island, I should say. Yeah, um, right, We're actually, can I just say, I'm literally 0.7 miles away. No, 0.4 miles away from the Hasbro Portucket office. So, brilliant, eh? Yeah. So, in any case, um, you can find oh, me at Diagnostic80 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the Full Force podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Patreon, and Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Cheapy Two Shoes on Twitter, or this seems to be as kind of a, a, a plug episode, so I'll get one more in. You can find me on the Outer Timers on my other podcast. But um, it's been good stuff, been a high energy show. Uh, you're all moved into the new place. I am moving out of the loft in about five minutes because my hands are going purple. But you will catch both of us down the road because I'm getting the ending completely wrong because we're out of time and everything has been said and done and we will catch you down the road (laughs) oh that pissed on your chips didn't it (laughs) what a load of cack chill bye